Hey, 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 welcome back to episode number 137 of Our Young Creators, the podcast. Today, I wanted to share another interview that I did recently over on Ed Troxel Creative on Facebook. I was a guest on Ed's show, and we talked about how do we teach our kids to become intentional with the use of technology and learn to serve others in the process. I can't wait for you to hear this interview. I would love to know your takeaways. Tag me over on Instagram at young.pratt. Enjoy today's interview. What began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Ed Talk TV, conversations worth having. I'm so excited that you're here, and I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself to the audience so that they know who you are. Sure. So if we haven't met yet, my name is Young Pratt, and I am the chief dreamer, podcaster, and author over at Our Young Creators. And at OYC, we love to equip kids with real-world skills using technology so that they can become creators and not just consumers. I love that. That is really cool, you guys. And, and I don't know how many of you remember this or know this, but I actually used to work in after-school programs for, I think, like 13 years or something, and I've always been around kids, helping them and working with them. And so this really makes me happy to be able to like help incorporate them and, and being able to allow them to, to learn more than just the, the typical technology, here's a game or here's music or whatever. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's, it's amazing to see kids and their eyes lighting up and they get so excited about the possibilities. And before I started OYC, I ran a performing arts school for 17 years. And so cool. this is really just an extension of that by incorporating my love of empowering kids and my love of technology and really kind of bringing those together finally. And it's been such an awesome ride. That is so cool. And now how did you know to go this route? Because I, that's really cool to go from that to this. <laughs> did, was there a sign or were you just like, okay, it's just, this is it. 
So there were a lot of signs along the way. And of course, like most people, I kind of ignored them thinking, oh, no, that's not really what I want to do. And then the more I started sharing with people kind of the story behind the business, which is last fall, I needed to replace my virtual assistant. And I really wasn't sure how I wanted to do that. So I started teaching my then 11-year-old how to do things like put together a blog, embed the video, embed the audio, edit the audio, create graphics. And she was so good at it that by going through that process and then sharing the story, other people started asking me, hey, you know, I would love to do that with my kids. I'm a business owner, and I really want to be able to give my kids a real job to show them that their skills are valuable, that what they can contribute is amazing, and then really teach them how to become an entrepreneur in the process. Yes. Oh, this is like, you guys, I'm over here just like dying. This is perfect because <laughs> it is Kids love this, and we've—I've uh, actually seen this uh, a lot. Some of our parents here on the show, I've seen you guys do that. I know Jennifer um, Phelps uh, has has been doing that with her daughter on her lives when she's in the kitchen cooking, and then they're doing dancing, and they're just having so much fun. And and kids love that, you guys. They love well, one, they love being able to hang out with their parents while they're working, right? I mean, that's one thing. But then it's another to be able to actually do a task and a task that's actually going to set them up for success later. Like, super cool. So cool. Yeah, it's been so much fun to see my kids, both of them now, work in my business and help to teach our courses and our programs and help to mentor other kids and their families. So it's such a cool thing to not have to trade time in my business for time with my kids. We can kind of combine the whole thing together, which was the piece that I was personally missing for so long. You know, running a performing arts school, there were lots of nights and weekends and holidays that I was helping other people's kids get ready to be on the stage and do those things. And I felt like my kids sometimes got the short end of the stick. So this business has really been a way for my kids to join me in this process and for them to be able to use their creativity and their ideas and really show the world that kids can do so many things if they're given the opportunity to do them. Yes. I love this. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. So much fun. Yeah. And, and, uh, my youngest also, she does some work for other people now, which is so great that the skills that she's learned with us, that she can now do things like she paid for her summer camp and she was able to actually go out and have big adventures because the skills that she learned side by side with me, she can now use to serve others. And that's really what we love to help families do that. You know, we love helping families to craft their stories, share their adventures, and our favorite medium is podcasting. And podcasts are easier than ever to create these days. And kids, again, they're so quick on their technology, on their phones, on their devices. So why not help them to share their adventures and be an example for other kids who are looking for ways to have a better future and not have to always be following the herd, if you will. Right, right. No, exactly. And I'm sure a lot of parents watching now and on the replay were all perked up when they were, when you were like, 
Um, she paid for a summer camp. Everyone's like, wait, what? Where do I sign up? Because my kid needs to be paying the bills now. <laughs> Yes, and with summer right here, I mean, it's not very very long before our kids start saying, hey, I'm bored, what do I do? Yeah. And so we're kind of taking the whole thing and flipping it. You know, they're already on their devices. They're already wanting to be there. So why not just let them be there, but then give them some tools and resources so they can really start to stand center stage and, you know, share their stories and share their gifts with the world. Yeah. And no, okay. So I, I like this. So let's say I, cause most people probably know this already. I don't have any kids yet. Um, I'm the uncle to everyone. <laughs> um, but let's say I wanted to, you know, get little Jimmy or, um, Stephanie set up with moving forward in terms of they have their device. They're always on Snapchat. They're always on X, Y, Z. How do I start that conversation or what's kind of like some of the steps that you would get somebody to move forward with? This is a really good question because I have a 15 year old now and she spends a lot of time on social and she looks at things like Buzzfeed and Pinterest and she's not really on any platforms, but I started to ask her to show me what she was looking at oh, and nice. to say, Hey, I want to hear more about this. And Right now, she's really into makeup tutorials, so she is consuming a lot of video content, and then she's trying it out. So, I mean, she's a perfect student for any of us who are doing video in our businesses because kids also want to learn. They want to learn new ways to do things. They want to learn about new styles. And so when I started looking at what she was looking at, I would go you know, take a look, and then I would ask her, okay, so you like this, you know, you like this image. What is it about this image yes. that you like? And then the next question is, do you think you could create something like that for this video? And then, by the way, I have this other video. I want you to create a graphic for it. Or we have a podcast guest coming up. Can you create the graphic for the guest? So it was all in little baby steps, yeah. especially when they're right in the middle of their teen years because it's not so cool sometimes to hang out with mom and dad and to be learning from them all the time. Right. So it definitely took little mini questions and little mini sessions to really start getting, especially my oldest, who is now going to take over my Pinterest account, and she's created all the graphics for that. She spent the last two weeks crafting all those things, making new graphics for all the podcast episodes. And so now she's ready to dive into the website and you know start sharing what she has created, and she's really excited about it. See, that is really cool, you guys. What I'm hearing so much is the fact that you're curious, you're, you're showing an interest in something that they're already doing. You're not forcing them onto something that you're into or that you came across, but you're, you're checking in with them and asking, what are you doing? What are you watching? I'm just curious. Oh, why do you like that? Why does that stand out? Those are huge. You guys, even if you aren't working with your kids, let's say you're working with a client, it's the same thing. You want to ask those types of questions. You want to be curious because you want to get to know them and what their interests are and get a different perspective and then see how you can tie it into whatever it is you're working on. So that, I really love that. And that's really been huge because when I went the other route, 
and said, hey, I would like you for, like for you to do this, there was like huge resistance about, you know, I am not doing that. Yep. That is a waste of my time. Why would I do that? But then I started unfolding and unpackaging scenarios for her about, okay, once you start learning this, I have some friends who I know need some help with this in their businesses. I could introduce you and see if you might be able to do some work for them. So she's already seen her younger sister work for somebody else and get paid to create and contribute. So she's definitely curious about how do I do this my own way and how do I start creating a stream of revenue that is going to be fun for me? Yeah, and that's a big one. And, you know, you mentioned she's watching makeup tutorials. I, I've only heard of this, but I know that those are very, very popular on YouTube. Like, it, it's just crazy how popular they are. And, and they're everywhere. And, you're like, you know, as a business owner, you're kind of thinking, well, how do you stand out if, you're, if there's so many people doing it? And that's where you have to be curious and you have to tune in and you have to watch and you have to ask questions and, and see what people, what draws people to those users or to those uh, presenters, those people that are doing the tutorials, because that's how you figure out how you're going to stand out. Absolutely. And, you know, video is such a huge component for everybody in business. And when I present this idea of bringing kids into the businesses, a lot of business owners I talk about, it's a hard no. And then I tell them a little bit more about what we're doing. And, you know, their ears kind of perk up and they start to listen because I always tell them, especially if you have kids, yeah. you definitely don't want to overlook that asset because kids are definitely one of the biggest assets a business owner can have. Oh, because sure. how different is the story of a video about a kid sitting next to you doing a live with you or you can showcase the work they're doing to demonstrate that kids can absolutely be a huge fundamental part of a business versus, you know, listening to me or you as adults just talking and, and sharing what we know. It's definitely a different story, a different vibe, different mindset when we start thinking of ways we can bring our kids into our businesses and how we can really start modeling that idea of entrepreneurship versus getting a regular job, right. not that there's anything wrong with that, but when they turn, you know, 16, 17, 18 and want to make some income, I keep giving them these parallels. Yeah. Well, you could do this and you could work this many hours and get paid about this much, or you can work about a quarter of that amount and still get paid the same. So let's, let's think about how you might want to unfold that. Yeah, no, and it's, it's also great to give kids options because you're allowing them to be creative. And these days more than ever, I feel like the kids are so creative and they have those, those creative juices flowing, but we and slash parents mostly may not be able to see that all the time because their, their jobs, the jobs that the kids want haven't been created yet, or yeah. they, they're not available where they're at because they're, you know, not in the same location or whatever. So it's like being able to give them that option of, well, here is an opportunity for you. And then here is a day job that you might need to take on full-time or part-time in combination with that. Like options are good, especially for the youth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you said was, was really key that 
you have to give them options. If you just sort of say, this is it, and this is it, and it's all black and white, they sort of don't like that. And so I discovered by trial and error that the more options we can give, do you want to work on this today, or do you want to work on this tomorrow? Do you want to create this today, or do you want to do it a different day? And by letting them really kind of create their own schedules and build in the flexibility that we all love about being an entrepreneur, You know, it really starts to get them thinking about, hmm, I wonder what else I could be doing. If I'm doing this now and I'm this age, I wonder, you know, in in five years' time what I could be doing or in ten years' time. Like, what does my future look like? And I love that, you know, there's this unlimited potential in these kids. And, you know, the more we can expose them to different options, and technology is such a big part of their lives, and they're, they're so native on using these devices. I mean, I really just think it's just a marriage made in heaven as far as let's just, you know, let's stop bickering with our kids on these things and start bonding with them and learning side by side with them and creating things together. And then by creating, we can go out there now and start to serve others. And then, you know, this picture gets bigger and bigger and bigger and we can keep painting all the way to the, to the perimeter of, you know, this huge world of possibility. Yeah, no, and I I love how you broke that down because the bonding time is really important to you guys because I know that a lot of parents aren't able to keep up with the technology. I get that. That's fine. And and you get stressed out and then you kind of just the kids are left to kind of figure out online world by themselves, which is a scary thing. And so this is a great way to be able to get back into sync with them and let them show you what they do, what they're into, what they're working on, and have them slightly teach you here and there um, little bits so then that way you can understand technology a little bit better. Like you have that resource right there at your fingertips and now you can just bond with them and hang out with them and kind of learn something on the side too. Yeah, and you may have to ask more than once because you may, again, meet with some resistance because what they're doing is cool and mom and dad aren't necessarily always as cool as they are and we don't know nearly as much. So you may have to ask multiple times to get them to really start to respond and, you know, ask the small questions, you know, again, about show me what you're looking at, you know, what kind of things do you like to look at or look at the images they're looking at. So we can start to not only, you know, monitor a little more about what our kids are doing, because that's a fear that's very real that parents have about my kids on the Internet. How do I monitor them? Exactly. Starting to engage with them and get curious. It's really about being that investigator. What are they curious about? How can I get curious about that? How can we turn that time? Because as parents, we're learning how to navigate this digital world. And most of us don't have standards in place for how we interact with devices. So the kids are watching us. So we really sort of have to be learning this together and go on this adventure side by side and help one another to get to that next level. Yeah, no, and I'm already envisioning you guys that... There's those times, like, how many, even if you're watching the replay, how many of you guys have, like, an Apple TV or a, uh, you know, Amazon stick or whatever device, technology device to the TV? You can have one of the kids show you something, like, just, and you don't have to say, you know, oh, can you show me this? Because that might be real resistant. They're like, uh, can't you figure this out? Didn't you Google it? (laughs) Didn't you ask Ed? Like, you know, they're going to have all of these excuses, right? 
But if you know they're watching, let's say, a tutorial on um, makeup or on skateboarding or whatever, and they're watching on their device and you guys are just hanging out, that's when you can say, oh, why don't you just put it on the TV? And that way you don't watch it on your small screen. And then they're like, oh, okay. Because you're showing some kind of interest, but you're not, you know, you're trying to just play it cool. You're not trying to get too excited. Then they put it on the TV and now there's like, you're cooking dinner or whatever. They're watching it on TV and you can at least see what they're watching. Yeah. Then maybe ask some questions. You know, you want to play it cool. You don't want to just jump all in because then they jump all out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So, so true. And with my daughter in the makeup videos, something that's really cool about Summer is that she'll watch these videos and she'll say, hey, mom, I want to try this. And so she knows I go live, you know, several times during the week. And so she'll I'll let her try it yeah. on me. And I may not always like it. However, I'm always respectful of she's excited about this. So how can I help her get more excited about that? And then my youngest loves to watch tutorials on how to build like doll houses and how to build all these things or sew things together. And so now I actually have her grab her phone when she's making something and do um, the time lapse video where it just goes hyperspeed through something. And then she'll show me. And it's the coolest thing to watch because she had this idea. She saw something online, which all of our kids are doing. They're finding the things that resonate with online, and they want to try it out in real life. And so if we can be an open canvas to that and allow those conversations to start to flow and we can just ask questions or suggest things to them and give them options and opportunities, that's when I think the real magic starts to happen. Oh, yes. And I love that you brought up both of those examples because that's all about documenting, right? You guys, it's all about documenting what you do. It doesn't have to be a live video. It can be podcast. It can just be pre-recorded. I've told you guys before, there's times where I grab my phone and I literally record myself doing whatever for business, but I don't share it with you yet because I haven't released XYZ, but I want to have it in the back there just so that way I can show, you know, the footage at some point in time, you know, it's those types of things. And what's really cool. You mentioned, uh, about how she tries out the makeup on you and is filming it. Now already my brain is like, and again, I don't know the whole makeup tutorial section on YouTube, but my, my guess is that most of those YouTubers are doing that themselves. Meaning the makeup artist person is trying it on them while they're filming. So now your daughter is doing that with you, which therefore makes her stand out because she's not doing it to herself. She's doing it to her mom. And how fun is that, yes. you know, for, for teenagers to be like, oh, I want to check out this girl because she got her mom to do this. Like, <laughs> you know, like, let's see what she can do. And then maybe there's a day where she, she goes like way heavy on the makeup and really makes you look, you know, pop, like really pop. <laughs> You know, it's like those types of things, you know, is what's coming to mind when I, when you said that it's, it makes her stand out. It's something different. Absolutely. And she's a little bit more resistant to want to be on the camera. So I like this idea about her doing the application. She can even be talking, but she doesn't have to be face to camera. And, you know, one of the, the requests we get over and over, and I'm sure you hear this too, is my kid wants to become a YouTuber. How do we do it? And, you know, it's these simple things about being curious about what our kid's doing and giving them an opportunity to test things out and then documenting it. That's what it is. Yeah. That's the YouTube channel. 
it's nothing more complicated than that. Yeah, and I I think if I remember correctly, Paula, hopefully I remember correctly, one of our viewers, um, Paula, had, so I did this uh, hashtag, uh, what was it, shower challenge go, uh, not too long ago, where we had a singing in the shower type uh, thing <laughs> that went viral, well, sort of viral here within our little space, um, but you guys can search it on Facebook, there's some on Instagram, but mostly on Facebook, hashtag shower challenge go. But what was fun is, um, I believe it was Paula, where she had one of her kids film as she was doing that in the shower. So, and it was all, we were all fully clothed and stuff like that. It's, it's just, it's a fun one where we just lip sing and just pretended like we were singing in the shower. So that was really fun for her kid because they got to record and be behind, be the director. So it was really neat to have that added addition. And then uh, um, uh, Jennifer and a few others had, uh, shot in the bathroom with their kids. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think the more that we can give ourselves, that we can give into the silliness and this kid-like nature that we sometimes forget as adults, the more we can be silly and, you know, get goofy with our kids and give them these opportunities, I think those are the things that start to build these amazing memories for them. So when they look back 20 or 30 years from now, they can remember those times where they got to film mom in the shower singing or doing whatever else. And I think it's just another application for technology and how we can really start to be intentional with its use rather than just scrolling mindlessly. We can be doing stuff together, creating together, creating stronger bonds, creating memories, and those in turn are going to last a lifetime. Oh, it's so true. And, and that's the beauty of technology today and being able to do all that for free, you guys. I mean... You're learning yeah. together for free. The device is there. You may not know how to use it. It may be like the device of unknown. But when you guys sit together and just play, you figure it out. It's really Absolutely. cool. Well, even, you know, if you think about playing games, kids are into their games. And, you know, there's one that you can play with other people. And so my, sometimes I'll randomly in the day get a text from my daughter with, a, uh, I think it's Game Pigeon, you know, where she's sending me this game to play next, right? Oh, yeah. But if we take that to a deeper level, how cool would it be to give them an opportunity to learn about how to make that happen, not just be doing the game, but how do I put it together behind the scenes? What is the tech behind that? What is the coding that's required? That might be something they're interested in too. So again, really just being open to, you know, let's not bicker about these devices. Yeah. Let's be open to exploring together and creating opportunities to really start, you know, building fantastic memories and using what we're already doing in our lives. There doesn't have to be anything scripted. It can just right. be totally impromptu and those are the best things I think because you capture the essence of the emotion and the excitement and the playfulness and that is what's going to resonate with an audience it's so true and you know I'm already uh thinking of uh fixer upper I don't know if anybody watches fixer upper but I've seen a few episodes where they bring their kids uh I forget yeah. the husband and wife but they bring their kids on and she's showing them and then all of a sudden there was one episode where the kids put things in the shelves the way that yeah. they thought. And she looked at it and she's like, wow, like that's perfect. Like you guys are learning and you guys just did it. And they felt so cool about it. And it was just, it was neat. And that's what makes that episode extra special, obviously, because I remembered it from that little point. 
right? So yeah, and I think after that we did a few more because I watched some recent episodes when we were traveling, and I yeah. thought that's so cool that she, you know, she gave her daughter free reign to design a room and then go decorate the room, and I thought that was really really cool because. You know, what I'm most amazed at all the time when my kids do something is that, you know, I'll create a system and I'll make a video and show them how to do it so they can go back and remember it. So I'm not always having to retell them the same thing. Right. But then when what they come back with after they've created something for me, you know, first of all, there's the pride they feel in themselves for having done that. But then I'm always blown away about what it is they created, because of course I have a vision in my head yeah. about what I think I'm going to get back. However, usually what I get back from them is 10 times better than what I could have even imagined. And, and I just think that's a beautiful thing to empower kids like that, where they can really start taking responsibility, taking charge of it, making it their own, and then coming back and saying, hey, I did this. Right. And, and you know, another thing that comes to mind off of that is the kids, remember, we've all been creative at some point in time, whether we are right now or not, but we have creativity that flows through us. But kids, while they're still exposed to a lot of things, their their brains, I think, are more open to creativity than us as adults for the most part, right? Yes. Because as adults, we start getting into our groove and then we start, you know, having these, well, we got to block things out. Um, you know, we've seen too many ads, so we have to like kind of shy away from that and do this and that or whatever the case may be. Uh, unless you're like me where I'm just constantly researching, I'm still a kid at heart and apparently my brain. But it's one of those <laughs> things where, you know, kids, it's just natural for them to just be creative. They just need that outlet to go to be creative. Yeah. And especially during the summer, right? When we have our very open schedule, there's not all the structured things. You know, both of my kids go to public school and they do well there. However, when I look at how their day is being structured, there's not a lot of time that they get to spend in problem solving or incorporating the information, assimilating it, and then applying it in a new way, which I think is really what's missing in the educational system. You know, I appreciate all the teachers and what they do with their limited time and budget. So during the summer especially, I love being able to give kids opportunities to start to explore. You know, if they like video, you know, how can we take that experience and, and plus it? If they like audio, how can we give them, you know, a device where they can start, you know, sharing their stories or the songs that they have going through their head? If we can start recording those things and then really start to uplift them, to encourage them to do more. I mean, if we all, you know, took a little bit of time in our schedules and even if we don't have kids, there's a kid in your life somewhere, whether that's a community group, through a church, your next door neighbor, there's always a kid that needs a little extra love in their life. And this is a good opportunity to say, hey, I noticed that you liked this. Would you like to come try this with me? Or I have a project. Would you like to see if you can tackle it for me? Because I'm not sure how to do it. And I'd love your feedback. Yes. I mean, just by saying you want their feedback and not asking them necessarily how to do something, but I need your feedback. I need your ideas. I think that really excites them too and starts to allow them to assimilate what they've learned in school and in their life and the time they spend with their friends and really start to put things together in a very creative, very interesting manner. Yeah. And 
what's nice about that too is when you ask them for that feedback, you're including them in the conversation, right? Now, now the kid is not feeling excluded for whatever reason, you know, they don't feel like they're just a kid, that nobody pays attention to them, you know, whatever their uh, excuse may be at that moment. But that is when the tables shift and that's kind of like, oh, me? You yeah. want you want me to help? Oh, oh, okay. And then you start to see them like really blossom and really branch out of their, um, outside their box and you just never know where that's going to go. And it's just a really beautiful thing when you see that light bulb go off. Absolutely. And you mentioned before that our kids are going to live in this future where jobs haven't been created yet. And I think there's a statistic about, you know, when our kids enter the workplace, 65% of the jobs that are going to exist haven't been created yet. So by allowing our kids an opportunity to use their creativity, use their problem solving skills, use their gifts and talents that they're born with and put them together in a way that makes sense for them. You know, that makes me really, really hopeful for the future because they're the innovators. They're the creators. They're the ones who are going to lead, lead us all in a very good direction. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing is being able to just ask and listen, you guys, that that's, that's all we all want, but especially kids. They just want to be asked and they just want to be listened to. It's the same thing that we want. And being able to include them in these areas of our life, especially business, is huge. And, you know, I forget where I was or what the, what the scenario was, what was going on, but there was something the other day where I thought, and I had told somebody, I said, you know, if I had a kid right now, I mean, obviously college is good. And I wouldn't say don't go to college, but I would have a hard time given who I am in terms of researching and, you know, finding all of the crazy things. I, I would have a hard time telling them, well, I wouldn't tell them which way to go because they would just be able to figure it out for themselves. I would guide them. But for me, I'm like, here's some really good podcasts. Here's a few Facebook live people you need to pay attention to. Let's talk. We're going to work together and get you your own business and get you going. Like we're going to, we're going to teach you everything you need to know. So, you know, uh, it, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy thing to think of where we're in a time where you don't really have to go to college. Um, college is still good. Don't get me wrong. I went to college and it was awesome. I went to get my degree, went in and out. I was not partying or any of that stuff. Cause I'm not trying to mess around. You know, I'm very passionate about business and um, being able to connect people. And so I, I have no regrets with that. It's just interesting these days because there are some kids who college is not their thing. They're not trying to be in school, yet they still have a talent that they can um, really grow when they have the right tools and resources. Yes, and it's so interesting because I'm like you, I have, I have actually two degrees. So I was in college for a very long time. Yeah. And when I think about sending my kids off to college, my youngest is headed there in just a couple of years. Yeah, there's that dichotomy of, you know, is it worth going? Is it not worth going? And I, of course, am of the belief that it's a good experience all around. Even if you don't use that degree, I think there's oh, some yeah. valuable skills and life lessons and adventures that are just inherent in going to college. But at the same time, like you said, Colleges may not necessarily prepare the kids who are going to fulfill their dreams. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, 
a lot of our educational system over across the board, I think, is preparing people to go into the workforce, which is totally fine. But for those like us who, you know, our minds are just abuzz with ideas all the time. And there are, you know, it's those kids who aren't able to sit in class and focus because they're daydreaming about what they want to create and how they're going to build that robot or build that website or code that website. You know, it's those kids who, you know, I think they're made to feel in the educational system that they're not good enough. That there's something wrong with them. And I, I felt that for a very long time until I was in graduate school and, you know, read some research and I figured it out. And I thought, I don't want any kid to feel like they're not good enough, like the skills and gifts and talents they have aren't good enough to make a living out of or contribute to the world in a really meaningful way. Yeah. And, you know, kids listening, parents with kids around, I do want to uh, mention that when you think about college, it is a very important thing to think about, and, and you definitely should look into that. You know, there's all these options, but it's so important for you to make sure that you go into something that is of interest, meaning what, what study are you going into? You know, for me, it was communications, and I knew that going into that was my passion versus being an art major or a history major or an English major. Like, there's nothing wrong with those, but for me, that wouldn't do it. And so then if I was in that position in college, I would be bored out of my mind, you guys. I don't even know if I would have graduated college. So that's why it's important to, under, to learn as much as possible from every avenue, podcast, online, uh, live broadcasting, to college in the books and everything, to determine what is interesting and then from there, take classes and, and understand, like for me, the way I look at school from elementary all the way through college is it's a huge networking facilities event, um, yes. whatever you want to call it. Like I literally, you guys, the only reason I really love school is for the connections. I, it's like recess every time you go and you <laughs> meet people, you know, it's, it's so awesome to be able to meet new people and to find people with common interests and find people that connect you with so-and-so. So remember that. that That's the biggest, biggest thing to remember is that it's all about those connections and, and just learning something that you, you think you might be passionate about or that you are passionate about because sometimes you just don't know until you jump into it. Right, and when I look back now about deciding what you want to be at the age of 18, you have the rest of your life ahead of you, that's a big, scary thing for kids to do. And now that my kids are, are nearing that age, I feel like that's a big responsibility for them to take on their shoulders. But it doesn't need to be so stressful and so so heavy. Because like you said, going to college is really like the it's a way to network. And I think the way that businesses are running online and how we can introduce our kids to business online I think it's also a huge party of networking and connecting with others. And that's really what I love about being able to bring my kids along on this journey with me to show them what I'm doing and then give them an opportunity to do something similar that they might be more passionate about. I love that. I love that. Well, we're coming up close to time. Uh, did you have uh, anything else that we wanted to make sure to mention before we get wrap it up here? Or I just want to make sure we have enough time to cover everything. 
Sure. I would just say for all the parents listening or for anyone who is listening live or on the replay, if there is a child in your life, I want you to embrace them and get excited about what this new world of technology looks like. Let's not, you know, start to bicker with our kids. Let's really start to use it and embrace the experiences we can create together with technology to create those memories and open up doors to so many possibilities that are in front of us that we haven't thought of and we need someone to do it. So definitely that rests with our kids, being able to have lots of opportunities and lots of opportunities to network, especially to really create and craft that life that they dream about. And for them to have an amazing future really begins with us and about allowing and just loving the journey and enjoying it together. I love that. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And I'm so glad that we were able to talk about being able to get the kids involved and let them shine because that's what it's all about. And they're going to have fun and we're going to have fun because we're going to be learning as well. So it's all around winning for everyone. <laughs> I totally agree. It's winning for all, and we couldn't ask for more. And I just want to thank you, Ed, for giving me an opportunity to come and share what it yeah. is that you, know, my kids and I are creating in the world. And definitely, if there's someone listening, please message me. I would be happy to answer questions or to continue this conversation with you about how to get your kids involved in your business and how they can become your greatest asset. Yes, I love that. Thank you so much. And yes, be sure to share whatever links you have in the comments so people can find you. Um, and I tagged everyone. I tagged um, her business page as well. So you can see that there in the, in the post as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Awesome. Take care. Well, there you have it, my friends, my interview with Ed Troxell on his Ed Talk TV. I'd love for you to head over to our website, ouryoungcreators.com slash 137, so that you can see the video version of this interview. Okay, my friends, I look forward to catching you right back here very soon. Cheers. Cheers.